Hello, and welcome to the CCS Insight podcast. My name is Bola Rotaby, and I'm the Research Director for Software Development Delivery and Developer Trends here at CCS Insight. And I'm your host for today's discussion on golden rules for multi-cloud delivery. Joining me today from VMware are Betty Junod, Senior Director, Multi-Cloud Solutions Marketing, and Mark Lee, Director, Product Marketing Management, Business Unit. I'm also joined by Clive Howard, who's CTO at Herutzi, a provider of humanitarian fintech platform. Clive is also an associate analyst with CCS Insight. Hello, and welcome to you all to what I believe will be a lively and informative discussion. Hi, Bola. Hi, Bola. Thanks for having us. The shift to remote work over the last or the past year has had a dramatic impact on cloud migration. From our own 2021 Senior Leadership IT Investment Study, where we um, went out and interviewed over 700 respondents, 45% of business IT workloads uh, now are in the cloud, compared to 38% a year earlier. This shift is expected to accelerate even faster in the next 12 months, with 64% of workloads in the cloud by 2022. There is a recognisable rise in multi-cloud support, with 55% of businesses having more than one cloud provider. And that's up from 46% in 2020 and 22% in 2019. And when we actually asked our respondents, on average, businesses use two cloud providers with almost 10% using four platforms. So these numbers point to cloud investment continuing at a rapid pace, with IT leaders being even more bullish bullish for the year ahead. But they also point to a client base embracing choice with a keen desire for flexibility and best fitting solution. So what does this mean for organisations grappling with cloud selection and looking to ensure that they are not burdened by productivity draining complexity, which as we all know, is a burden on the IT infrastructure and application systems in many industries, or for many companies. Betty, you have a strong work history in the cloud industry, particularly with past marketing leadership roles in open source companies like Docker and in Solo.io, where I believe you helped expand the ecosystem of cloud native applications and tools. Your current job involves helping many organisations along their journey to cloud. So can I ask you first, what considerations need to be taken into account for navigating the multi-cloud spectrum? Yeah, thanks, Bola. Um, And actually, some fun news. As of Monday, um, I've moved from the actually the cloud solutions team to I'm now on um, the Tanzu team. I've been thinking about this, um, you know, your question actually, um, a lot recently. And, you know, with the statistics you mentioned about um, the rise in cloud adoption um, kind of over these last two years, et cetera, um, there's a couple of other things like, you know, before in within IT, you know, it was a, you managed access in some ways, like access for um, your internal customers to things like servers, data center space, operating systems, middleware, network switches, et cetera, because those are really expensive things um, that need to be, that, you know, not a, an individual person couldn't go purchase um, and put together. Um, it required, um, you know, larger checks and time and expertise. 
When we look at what public cloud and open source has done is it kind of blew all that up. It completely democratized access to those very expensive and complicated resources for, you know, sometimes, you know, pennies on an hour or in open source, I just go and download it and start using it. Um, and then with um, the race to using, um, you know, more cloud services in these last two years, um, because we fundamentally needed to just be faster. Um, when we look at that and organizations trying to navigate multi-cloud, there's no going back. You know, it's the genie's out of the bottle. People are, we have, we're in this golden age of IT with an amazing amount of choice across every layer of the stack. Um, and so as organizations look to navigating that is also changing the way they think about this, right? Um, what are you managing now? You're not managing access anymore. You cannot stop the, stop the access, like, because it's so easily accessible. Anyone can just sign up for an account, log in and go. Um, so that speed and access is there. If that's that's now there, like as an organization, what are things? Um, what are the things we need to manage now? What are the things that are important as we continue to preserve the choice? Because the choice is what gives speed to the organizations and the ability to build, build better apps, right? For their customers, because now the entire universe of services are available um, to build the right functionality analyze the data you need, get apps to new places. Um, so thinking about instead of managing access and a physical number of discrete things um, on a balance sheet, it's what are the higher level thing, what are the higher level um, uh, higher level things that the organiz IT organization can provide back, right? So the, there's lots of growing movement around discussion around what are the right guardrails, right? How can we curate services, governance, um, optimize use, right? To so help people um, get, get more value out of the services that they want to consume. There's some really good points there. Optimize use, curate guardrails. What you know? How do you manage uh, things? That's that's quite a um, that's quite a nice list actually to for um, organizations to start thinking about. Um, I'd like to bring in Mark as um, you are responsible for managing a number of cross portfolio programs within the cloud management business unit, including um, software as a service, go to market field enablement and alterations. Are there any other starting points or specific insights you'd like to add to Becky's, you know, sort of really good starting points and, you know, from a list point of perspective? You know, it's interesting. I had a CMO once used to talk about how cloud, when it first became uh, a concept, you know, X number of years ago, would say that it always started with an executive on a, a cross-country flight, you know, reaching for the in-flight magazine and there would be a cloud story about cloud and IT moving to cloud and that I, that uh, senior person, uh, CEO, for example, would come back the next day or on Monday and say, I want to go to cloud, right? We got to go to cloud. And all of a sudden, you know, IT organization, the CIO, everybody is now scrambling to figure out how to get to cloud. And cloud was conceived as a destination. I just got to get to cloud. I got to get to public cloud. Um, the issue, of course, is that it ain't that it isn't that easy. Uh, cloud is not a destination, as we found out. Cloud is a, an ongoing set of decisions about what you do with your applications, where you build them, where you run them, and how do you make that kind of operational decision uh, on an ongoing daily basis. Uh, so you can't just get to cloud and everything is, is good. You have to get to cloud and run in cloud, and it becomes uh, an ongoing uh, daily reality for our customers. And so 
getting there uh, is 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 tricky and challenging. So you know, many IT teams have found themselves over the last few years kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place on this. You know, the executives want to go to cloud. But the owners of applications, to a certain extent, are, are afraid of change. They're not necessarily sure. Do I want to change? Do I want to restructure? Do I want to re-architect, re-platform my applications? How do I move them, migrate them to cloud? And so when you think about the considerations and the, the starting points for an organization, it's probably best to kind of look at it, not as like, okay, I'm going to move everything to cloud, but kind of start with a baselining exercise, right? And I think that's a primary kind of consideration that we would recommend. And this is where teams... Uh, do an automated scan in their environments or existing environments for things such as performance and connectivity, the availability of their applications and workloads, uh, capacity issues and requirements, as well as the cost of moving workloads to the cloud, right? You have to take all these considerations as part of this baselining exercise. And that's why, uh, that's because moving your workloads to the cloud, the public cloud, uh, has to be context aware. It's not just moving the applications and workloads by themselves, but understanding what do they impact elsewhere in your organization? What are they talking to? What's the connectivity between the various components of your applications, et cetera? And so by doing this baseline exercise first, then you can make smart, uh, fact-based decisions about you know, what you should be doing and what your cloud adoption strategy should be. Fundamentally, it all really starts with business strategy, actually, right? You, you, there are three kind of like transformational strategies that are taking place. We talked about you know, what's happened over the last uh, year and a half, two years with the COVID pandemic, accelerating a lot of transformations from a business perspective. Customers are looking at their business strategies. They're trying to understand, you know, how does the pandemic change things? What is the new reality in which I'm operating look like? They're then looking at their application portfolios because their business processes are instantiated through applications and they're thinking, how do I, uh, what do I do to rationalize, consolidate, modernize my portfolio? I have to make decisions across, uh, again, the five R's of re-hosting, re-architecting, re-platforming your application portfolio. And then that leads to decisions around cloud, right? So cloud decisions about where those applications reside. And in, in the context of making those decisions, do that baselining exercise first to understand what are the implications and ramifications of making migration decisions to adoption of multi-cloud? Yeah, once again, I mean, I like that. I like that thing about baselining um, exercise, and you're almost it's almost like a starting point, really, um, especially with um, an organisation that's had um, quite a lot of um, implementation, yeah, sort of lots of uh, solutions already out there, um, um, and looking to migrate that. I mean, Clive. You're as an active practitioner, you're on the implementation front line and you've heard from both Betty and Mark. I'd be interested to understand, you know, you know, how does you know, your experience gel with the suggestions that they are making and what can you add to it? Sure. Thanks, Bola. Yeah, I think, I mean, building on <clears throat> Mark's uh, uh, previous comments, you know, some of some of the things he said there and I, I think that that you know perhaps my my sort of number one consideration um, with regards to you know how one looks at cloud just just generally and then obviously multi cloud as as part of that is and it may seem rather obvious but but I think uh, it's often lost in for example as Mark said just the kind of mad scramble just to get into the cloud is that people sometimes don't really sort of think beforehand where do they see the value in cloud to their organization. And and so they 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 just try and sort of get some stuff into the cloud, and and then they kind of sit back and and it's not necessary it hasn't necessarily 
generated the, the the right value for their business or the right kind of value or the most value that it could. And then they have to kind of do a kind of rethink. And, you know, we see this, you know, quite often um, people having to kind of go back, you know, in the early days, a lot of people thought, well, if I just get on cloud, it was all about being cheap, right? Oh, it's cheaper than, than the data center. And they kind of discovered that wasn't necessarily true or, or even the, the best reason to move. Um, so the, the, the reasons can be different, I think. The value can be different for, from organization to organization. But I think you do need to take that kind of sort of high level strategic view of where, you know, what does cloud do for me uh, as, a, as a business? And for some, that's going to mean, you know, uh, one type of uh, um, uh, usage with regards to perhaps, you know, here we're talking about multi-cloud and the multi-cloud spectrum. And, you know, when we talk about the multi-cloud spectrum, what we tend to be talking about is, you know, very much build to the specific cloud at one end of the spectrum. And at the other end, you have more of a, a cloud agnostic type platform that you can then uh, deploy on multiple clouds and, and build to that. And, and you get a lot of portability and so on. But I think, you know, in order to sort of define where you are in that spectrum, you kind of need to look at, well, what are my priorities as, a, as an organization? Um, you know, and then, and then decide, well, is, is, is the value in embracing a specific cloud and all its kind of proprietary services and products or is actually the value in the in the scalability or, or, or the the uh, the ability to to, to be global um, and, and actually, you know, portability is 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 high up there um, as as the, the, the number one um, uh, area of value that I'm going to get from doing this. And then you can build a strategy around that. Um, but as I say, I think, you know, and neither of those are, you know, there's no rights or wrongs in the spectrum. Everyone's going to fall somewhere in the spectrum. But I think too many people set about their their journey uh, without, in fact, as you know, Mark said, oh, it's that destination. They don't even really think about the destination. <laughs> they just kind of think, oh, just get on the cloud and and uh, and 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 then it'll be fine. But but as, as has already been said, it's so complicated now with regards to, to clouds and, and what they offer and the ways they can be used that you really need some kind of high level strategic goal that, that, that helps you identify where that value is so that then when all these questions arise and there will be many of them, you then have something on which to base the answer. Otherwise, you're just going to get bogged down at every little twist and turn in the in the road. Uh, it's, it's interesting actually because from from everyone's directions there's been lots of really great great um, um, points put forward but I think there's a running theme in this which is almost like um, I, I would say that basically try and understand what it is that you you know you want to get from the different clouds that are out there you know baseline you know your kind of like you know your your application portfolio your business your priorities you know think about what you want to actually kind of um, optimize you know what are the choices that you know that you need to make and what does it matter to you i mean it seems like there's this kind of current thing is that almost as a starting point is get get an idea of what it is that you want to achieve but also where you are. Would, would you agree with that, guys? I mean, I think that's a I think that's something that we can all um, share as, you know, for organisations. And I think that is, that's something that, you know, I think is not often, you know, it's like Clive said, they said, a lot of people tend to want to rush into things and actually taking time to plan, taking time to take stock actually will get you the best approach, especially with, you know, a multi-cloud story and strategy that, that works for your organization. Would you say that? 
Yeah. Um, well, I, I, this is something that I always like to do just um, generally is like first start with why, right? Um, before you just rush into, uh, you know, like I need to get to cloud or I need to do this or that, uh, kind of taking a step back and having the organization say like, first start with why. And this goes back to Clyde's point on what are you actually trying to achieve? There's an outcome that your organization is looking for. So like hone in on the why and then, you know, understanding that you may have, depending on the size of an organization, they could have hundreds, if not thousands of apps, right? And their strategy, their business strategy that's powering those applications, that itself is not even a monolith, right? Because there could be multiple product lines, multiple lines of business, you know, um, you know, new new lines of business spinning up, something, things take, being taken to new markets and or certain things being um, retired. Those have very different, each one of those has different implications on, you know, the types of infrastructure and application services that they need, you know, to keep hitting their, you know, hitting their business targets, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Which, so, I mean, this takes us quite nicely onto the next one, right? So, We've made the choice of going, you know, sort of, um, you know, a multi-cloud approach, right? So how does one go about managing a multi-cloud environment? And, you know, what, are, what do you think are the key attributes to consider? Mark, I mean, I'd be quite interested, you know, to sort of hear what you've, you know, you think about that because you focus quite a lot on baselining those, um, that baselining exercise. What's next once people have decided? Sure. Um yeah, once they decided where those workloads and where those applications are going to reside, they have to recognize that it is a multi-cloud environment, right? There are various options, and those include not just the public cloud, clearly, but also, uh, you know, your on-premise uh, data centers that you've uh, uh, delivered self-service access and turned virtualized resources into services that can be consumed, again, through self-service to your uh, stakeholders, and that's really a private cloud, and of course, there's a hybrid cloud model uh, where you can have a consistent infrastructure as well as consistent operational environment. Uh, we have that VMware in the, uh, you know, VMC on AWS, for example, and other areas and other uh, vendors have similar kinds of hybrid cloud environments as well. So there's a, a range of options, whether it's private or public, native public or, or uh, hybrid, et cetera. And of course, there are also uh, third party providers that you can have hosted services on. So you have to look at that full range of uh, capabilities to you. And you make your decisions about the, where those workloads and applications reside based on the, you know, the specific capabilities of the workload, the application. Uh, you know, is it a consumer facing application? Is it something as back office processing? Uh, does it make more sense to have that on premise as opposed to in the public cloud? Putting that part aside, the question is in that context, that's a very complex, complex environment. I mean, the world just gets ever more complex, right? The way that you, uh, the way that you look at your workloads and applications on-premise versus the public cloud from one provider versus another can be very different. Um, the way that they've set up the computing, the networking, the security policies, um, you know, who has access to those things. There's just so many different objects and different rules and policies and procedures in this soup, this really complex soup uh, of managing this full thing. And customers are increasingly looking at that and saying, okay, how do I get kind of like my arms around this whole thing. How do I get that holistic visibility into that? And we think that to do that, you really do need to elevate the way you approach it so that it's not ad hoc, but much more thoughtful and prescriptive and really bring in, put into place a cloud operating model that cuts across all those different cloud types and environments. Um, and that's what allows you to have a consistent operational uh, 
viewpoint and framework to make, again, those ongoing decisions about where you place your workloads. Because again, cloud is not a destination, it's an ongoing decision uh, process that you make on a daily basis. And so an operational model is critical to that. And so the management capabilities around things such as performance and security and cost management and automated delivery of those applications and workloads are critical. Those are really the four key critical capabilities. Understanding the cost of what you're doing in the public, private, hybrid cloud. You know, where are you spending those resources? Who is spending them? Can you allocate the spend in public cloud to the right providers? Are you maximizing uh, the efficiency of um, you know, the, source, the, the resources that you're consuming? Can you cost compare the, the cost of running a workload on-premise versus the public cloud to make the right decision from a cost basis, for example, of where to place that workload? All these things are just on the cost side, right? And even around cost, there's a governance capability and functionality. You need to put the, the, the guardrails and the compliance and manage that across all the various cloud accounts that you that your organization might have, which could be hundreds or thousands of cloud accounts across multiple cloud providers. And that's just from a cost management perspective, the performance of those workloads, again, on-premise or in the public cloud, are they secure and are they operating efficiently? So performance, security, cost, governance, all these capabilities are critical and need to be put into, into an operational framework that brings not just the technologies that support those, the kind of management solutions that, that we would provide, for example, but also with the people and the processes that run those different kinds of management capabilities and run that operational environment. So it's a complex thing. You really have to think about it you know, uh, smartly and put in place an operational model to, to run that successfully. That strikes as very much a kind of a discipline, you know, having some sort of like level of discipline and um, sort of like sort of, you know, sort of um, to ensure that there's a kind of consistency in your approach, which I think is actually really important. I mean, Clive, I mean, this is, you know, uh, Mark talks around some of the kind of like the, you know, the, the stories around, yeah, the features around security, performance, governance, um, cost, especially, and, you know, um, and ensuring that it's effective. In your line of work, I mean, are these things that strike, you know, to the kind of attributes that you look for as you think about your, you know, sort of supporting multi-cloud? Yeah, I think there's all, I think they're all good. Uh, they're all, they're all excellent points. Um, and certainly all things that one needs to think about sort of in terms, especially of the, the sort of the, the hands-on management of the environment or environments themselves, I would say, and I, you know, I like the idea of the, you know, having an operating model to deal with that. I think that as part of, perhaps forming such an operating model, one maybe needs to sort of go up a, a level and think about, you know, defining um, certain, maybe not rules, but, you know, asking, I think, you know, it's already been mentioned, the why question, you know, asking a bunch of whys and coming up with answers to those. So, for example, um, to developers, you can say to developers, here is a set of services that we have defined that you can use, Right. Because, you know, cloud is, is just, I mean, the catalog of services, especially in a multi-cloud situation, is just growing by the, the day, uh, literally. Um, and, and you, you know, somebody needs to say, well, okay, which are the ones we're going to use? Now, you know, some organizations take a bit more of a, a laid-back approach and it's a bit more of a free-for-all. But I think going forward, I think organizations are going to want to define what are those services? Equally, some of the other considerations, like, for example, you know, why do we put this on this cloud as opposed to putting it on this cloud? You, you, need, to, you need to define some kind of framework around that 
that enables you to answer those questions so that when someone says, okay, we're going to build you know, new application X, well, why are we putting that here as opposed to there? Or you know, if, if we're going to, at what point do we, if portability is an issue perhaps, then at what point do we move from here to there? And I think you need to, again, you know, people have said you need to be thoughtful. You need to be thoughtful about these things, you know, in advance as much as is possible. So that, again, when the many questions come up, and I think the one thing certainly I've discovered about cloud is that there are always a lot of questions. You know, it's not it's not, you know, like many sort of platforms of of, of the past where kind of there's the platform. You know what you're buying pretty much at the beginning. You know, there'll be a few kind of tweaks and, and upgrades as you go. But largely, you know, you know what you've got. Um, and you can sort of define everything up front and then you can kind of sit there and go, okay, we're all good. With this, as I say, you know, you you you, you could be redefining this on, a, on an almost daily basis. So you need to have some kind of framework in place by which you are going to make these answers. So when it's an application and architects are saying, well, what services are we gonna use? Or developers are saying, what services are we gonna use? Or when operations are thinking, where are we gonna deploy this, this cloud or this cloud, et cetera you've got something to base that on and you're not just having to wing it every time uh, these these questions come up. Otherwise, I think, you know, over time, you're going to dig yourself some some very big holes. And in the development world, obviously, we talk about technical debt. This is kind of like a, for people who know what that means, this is kind of like technical debt at a, at a massive sort of infrastructure kind of scale. Unless you think about these things, you're going to have stuff everywhere and it's going to just get very messy and, 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 and very expensive. And I probably the value from multi-cloud is going to fall away quite quickly. So so I think that would be my uh, my my advice with regards to, you know, the things to to think about once you decide to go down a, a multi-cloud route. OK, that's those are really good points, actually, um, Clive and, and Mark. And now, Betty, I, I kind of like want to you know, bring in your kind of like um, experience of talking to a lot of organisations and, and, and really point, you know, so bring on to the next section, which I think is, you know, what are the practicalities um, which, you know, for delivering workloads across multiple cloud environments and, and what are the pitfalls to avoid? Because we've heard Clive and um, Mark talk about the attributes to consider. What do people do in the real world when you speak to them? I'd love to get your ideas. Yeah, you know, when I was, um, if I think about some of the, so the recent, you know, customer conversations I've had, when it comes to like application delivery across multiple clouds and what are the practicalities, you know, it is it is an app by app case. And it's also back to like fit for purpose. Yeah. Um, so am I really, as part of my overall application workload, going to have some services running in different clouds because I want to you know, use some of those capabilities, like, you know, I'm going to do some, I have some data processing happening here, and it's then going to push um, the results of that into my core application, which is actually running somewhere else. Is that the case? Do I really want more of like a, you know, portability type thing that where I want to stamp out the same application, be able to like deploy and scale that out across um, multiple clouds because I'm trying to uh, trying to hit um, you know some global like you know access and scale. So again, it goes back to like thinking about it from the application point of view, um, and then and then taking it kind of one by one um, in that sense. And for each one of those, um, the discussion will be around like you know what level of standardization do you need where. 
right? Because if you're really looking for the same exact app, the app to run exactly the same everywhere, um, regardless of um, where the landing zone is, be that a different cloud, uh, on-prem footprint, whatever, um, that has different different implications uh, around your um, infrastructure standardization than something else where you want to you 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 may primarily deploy an application in one cloud, but then consume some services from different clouds. So I think the big thing is. Multi-cloud, you know, uh, while you know vendors like ourselves and um, you know industry um, industry um, experts and analysts and such, all, we all have slightly different very um, definitions on what we say is multi-cloud. Customer, it's really though. I think the essence of multi-cloud is it's it's how the customer defines it for themselves um, and how they want to consume those. Um, the most uh, the most interesting uh, point that I heard recently was in a discussion with the CTO of SP Global in their journey to cloud. One of the things, even though they started primarily with one provider um, and their um, uh, one provider for that, um, one thing they did do is install a multi-cloud mindset. So instead of thinking about the capabilities they need from like, hey, we have you know VMware and AWS's primary providers. They said, um, we have this application um, for this um, bis- this um, you know line of business team that they need to get out. Um, let's focus on the capabilities that the team needs and then evaluate the ecosystem base with um, for those capabilities and not from and then and then be able to kind of pull in you know the the you know the the right um, vendors across um, across the multi-cloud ecosystem and then look at what they have and how can they use that to tap into those um, so it's a slightly different mindset um, I think so that's those are things that are really important um, and then think and then thinking about like at which layer do you kind of present or standardize um, another customer that I spoke to recently pretty much has it's kind of a free-for-all Right. Um, they let them have. They have. They let their. And I, <laughs> uh, they let their teams decide which cloud and which services they need um, to build the right um, uh, service for their customer. But what they've done is they standardize um, at the. They standardize at the um, uh, service catalog layer. Right. So what they do is they say like, tell me what you need. And then we'll also be part of that um, vetting and evaluation process. And then what we'll do is we'll put those, we'll curate those into the service catalog. And then what that allows IT to do is then do things like add um, um, the appropriate policies and such that they need in order so that, you know, your developers don't have to, your developers or data scientists or whatever, don't have to worry about all the other infra config stuff, right? Um, Because that's not their focus area. They want to just get to building models or writing code. Those are really nice, practical um, services. And I, I like the fact that you actually, you know, sort of uh, mentioned uh, some of the um, organisations out there. I mean, one of the things I've actually seen that's, you know, kind of been really quite important, and we talk a little bit about is, you know, sort of skills training support. And I think Mark actually kind of mentioned this at, earlier on, is, is making sure that, you know, people kind of um, are able to see what is available um, as well. And that's something that, you know, we see in terms of, you know, a, a central place to, you know, access you know, some of the, you know, solutions and some of the kind of like, you know, features that others have done, um, whether that's, you know, sort of, um, 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 you know, sort of multi-cloud, you know, you know sort of best practices. <laughs> um, um, 
and that's that's often found that's often found to be really useful to propagating it within the uh, organization and getting it sort of adopted well you know and in a consistent way so I, I I know I've seen that from some organizations that I've spoken to um and then making sure and I think this is I think it's something that yeah once again Mark mentioned about um observe yeah was about the governance model you know is making sure that there is a good you know visibility in terms of what you know what there is actually in terms of how you know sort of tunneling into the management and all this kind of stuff that there is a consistency and that's something that you've all talked about you know whatever approach you take is actually ensuring that um there is some level of visibility i mean a lot of times we talk about you know a common you know sort of top word of observability but i think that's you know no matter whether it's a single cloud or multi-cloud you want to be able to uh, manage that you know consistently um which is which is great now we're coming to the end of the discussion and it's been a great conversation guys I very much enjoyed it, and I think there's been a lot of great insights for our listeners. Earlier this October, CCS Insight held its predictions event, aptly named Prediction 2022 and Beyond. It was a virtual event, so listeners can still access the keynote sessions and industry interviews on demand. One of the things I want to um, ask, in the absence of a crystal ball or a time machine, what one prediction would you like to offer in the delivery of multi-cloud services? I'm going to go to Mark. I'd be interested in thinking, yeah, what's your one prediction? I think I have a very obvious crystal ball. because <laughs> I think it's going to be stating the obvious, but we're certainly going to see more AI ML capabilities brought in to, to help navigate the complexity of the multi-cloud world and ensure better decisions about where do I put my application um, and how do I run it and how do I optimize it uh, from all the different uh, uh, perspectives I was talking about performance and security and compliance and cost, et cetera, right? And, you know, even in our own portfolio, we're doing that, building that into or things like storage optimization across uh, clouds and workload placement within uh, your available cloud. So AIML, certainly it's already here. Uh, vendors are building it in, but it's just going to be more and more and more there. So a bit of a state in the obvious, but, you know, be, you know, your, uh, your listeners really need to be looking at that and who's providing those kinds of capabilities and their solutions. Clive? What's your one prediction? Uh, that was a, that was a good one. I I think that um, I think one of the things, and it depends how far out we're kind of you know we're going with our prediction. Um, but I think one of the things we're going to see is that we're going to see we're going to see a change. I think in the in the thinking and the mindset of uh, and here I'm going to look more sort of at the development side of things. Obviously, you know, coming from that myself, and you know, we we cover software development primarily. In, in our in our part of CCS. So I think from the development side, I think we're going to see a lot more uh, people, especially architects, um, really sort of embrace and understand what cloud really means and what multi-cloud really means. And I think out of that, we're going to see some architectures for applications going forward that really are able to embrace multi-cloud uh, in in smarter ways than I think we're seeing at the moment. I think at the moment people look at multi-cloud in a very sort of um, uh, kind of obvious way in terms of what it can do for them. But I think in future people will look at it, be much more sophisticated in their approach to multi-cloud and and as I say, sort of architect apps from day one to to multi-cloud models. Um, that I think will be will be interesting and 
and create some much more you know, powerful applications that are really able to leverage across clouds. Excellent. And last but not least, Betty, have you got a prediction for our audience? <laughs> yes, um, I was going to say um, edge in that the cloud is now increasingly um, on-prem and smaller. <laughs> And so, um, but in the last month, I feel like everybody's made some sort of edge sack announcement. <laughs> um, but I think we'll see. I think with that, it's really like the cloud is really a state of mind. You know, back to Mark's earlier point, it's not a, it's not a singular location and it's not a singular vendor. And um, it's with um, things increasingly more distributed and things getting smaller, uh, something, you know, centralized things getting bigger, things at the edge getting smaller. But the fact that they do fundamentally need to all be interconnected. Um, so I think that will be an interesting on like, how are you uh, managing like, you know, state data and things across um, that kind of landscape? Well, I think that's going to be where it, things get really interesting. Well, I think those are three pretty good uh, predictions. And all we need to do is uh, fast forward, come back in a year, maybe have a have this conversation again in the year's time and see how well uh, they hold out, <laughs> which will be Place brilliant. Place some bets. Place some bets. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Place your bets now. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we, we're actually now coming to the end of our um um, yeah, conversation and discussion, which is, as I said, has been really great. And I, I kind of like want to ask everybody to think about one thing that you would like your list, the listener, to take away from this discussion, because we've talked around lots of you know really important concepts in terms of you know what do you need to think about as a starting point, what are the kind of attributes you need to consider, and how do you the pitfalls to avoid, and we've even now mentioned predictions so that could help um, organisations strategize and, and think about the future as well and what they need to put in place to get to that. Uh, but it would be interesting if you could all give me one sentence. <laughs> one sentence is to sort of think of that really you'd like your list, the listener to take away if there's one thing they take away from this conversation. So, Betty, I'm going to ask you first. I will say key takeaway in your transition to a cloud mindset, a cloud multi-cloud um, environment world, multi-cloud strategy, take a rethink what you think you need, what is critical optional and don't care in the world, in the, in the landscape of things you need to control and manage. That's really the, the, the crux of the pivot in um, kind of reshaping how you manage and operate in, in an increasingly like heterogeneous um, environment. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Clive, what would you say? So I think that as we've already sort of dis discussed previously, I would say to people that, um, Despite the fact that I know speed is 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 the thing right now, everybody wants to wants to go fast. Um, I think people do need to maybe take a moment and and be thoughtful about uh, how they're going to how they're going to use use cloud, especially uh, the the complexities of of multi cloud and uh, and and yeah, just 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 think about that for a moment before diving in. Otherwise, I think they are going to uh, they 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 are going to potentially have some have some regrets about some of their early forays into 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 cloud. Okay, and Mark, would you like to add your? Sure, I, I just want to emphasize a point I made a couple of times, which is that you know cloud again is not a destination; it's not a single vendor or you know collection of vendors. It's it really is this kind of uh, ongoing operational decisions around 
I have my workloads, I have my applications, they need to reside on a cloud because everything resides on a cloud today. And I have to figure out what's the right cloud for the right application workload. And you know, to make those decisions, you have to understand who are the providers of the services, you have to, uh, the consumers of those cloud services, what's the agreement, the SLAs between them, uh, put in place, again, the performance, the security, the compliance, the governance, and the cost management, the critical capabilities to operationalize that decisions around, again, what multi-cloud environments you're going to be using. So think of it that way. It really requires a cloud operating model. Absolutely. And I think I would just like to add one thing, which I don't think ever anyone's mentioned, but, well, we've all mentioned it in our own set, uh, different ways, is the, you know, it can be quite a, you know, a challenging choice. And with it comes with, you know, some complexity. So one of the things I would actually probably add to that is, is getting help. And, you know, and, you know, because one shouldn't necessarily do all of this on one's own. Um, and organizations, you know, should, you know, absolutely look from a position of strength, but choosing, you know, a partner to tell, help you take you through that and that getting that support um, is actually quite important as well. So um, on that note, I'd like to kind of um, conclude, you know, the uh, conversation. And I'd like to say a big thank you to Betty, Clive and Mark for being my guests on what has been, um, I think, an absolutely you know enjoyable discussion. Um, and I think we have learned some great golden rules for multi-cloud success. To our audience, I'd like to point them in the right direction of some content we've written around this, especially um, on our website, ccsinsight.com, where they can get information and content around the keys that unlock multi-cloud success, uh, which will help add to their um, deliberations around multi-cloud delivery. Thank you very much, everyone. Until the next time we meet. Thank you, Bola. Thanks, Bola. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.